BT, if you had to cook the best meal, like to be judged upon, what would you make? Your signature I dish. I think it would be my rotisserie chicken with sweet potatoes. Do you have you have a rotisserie? I don't do it that way now. I do it in the oven. And it's really plain and simple with salt and pepper, but avocado oil and olive oil. That I Wait, so how, how, how is that not a baked chicken? Why is that a rotisserie chicken? It doesn't have to because, rotate to be a rotisserie chicken? Well, it, it does not the way I do it. And with the and I cook it in my lake who say. That that'd be like that's like me saying my signature dish BT is spaghetti and I make it with steak and potatoes and no noodles and pasta sauce. For you that would be a signature. Welcome to the Times Lakers show. I am Dan Wykey. He is Brad Turner. We are still standing. We're here. Um, before we get started, I just want to say we covered Lakers Clippers that last night. It was weird not having our colleague. Um, Andrew Greif there, our friend. So really good thoughts for him and all of our other co-workers. Yes, Impacted by an awful week at the LA Times. Um, Viewers, you can do your part. Subscribe to not just this, but subscribe to the paper. It's a buck um, for six months online. Uh, You'll miss us when we're gone. (laughs) And then I have to say, shout out to my guy, Andrew Greif, talented writer, Great person, great family way man. Too cla- way too classy, too. And, you know, I, I wish him nothing but the best. As I told him this morning when he and I spoke, I just hope that things work out for him. But because of his talents, I'm sure it will. I'm with you on that. He is a, um, I, you know, I spoke to a bunch of people last night within the Clipper organization. Yes. Um, who had a lot of respect for Andrew. Um one of the things they said about him was that he's, he, you know, he covered the team for six years. He was never wrong. Yes. You know, and that's and, that. And then on top of that, when he and I spoke today, he told me that Clippers coach Tyron Lue called him. And it reminded me when Ty did his pregame. He did his pregame with the media, and he walked out, and he goes, damn. I said, what's wrong, Ty? He goes, I wanted to say something publicly about Andrew. And I didn't do it, and I wish I had. And that told well, me a lot about someone who I've known since he was a rookie in the NBA. That he's still that good person that I've always known. So cool well, you've known both those guys since they were rookies in the NBA too. Yeah, And just like just like Ty, I think Andrew will be back. But anyways, I wanted to say that. Um, anyways, on with the show. Um, Lakers Clippers was last night. I, I think it was closer than I expected in some ways, but um, yes, I know I sat here last week and I gave you my theories for why I was concerned about a loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Was that last week or was that two weeks ago? Who can, who can tell? I can tell you, or I'm sorry, with a win to the Oklahoma City Thunder. They beat the win, but I saw some things I didn't like. Look, no LeBron last night, but if the Clippers are where the Lakers need to go, like that to be that caliber of a team, Man, they've got some work to do. BT, my new my new latest NBA theory that I would like to present to you right now. Okay. Is that um your defense just doesn't really matter that much anymore. Like you've got to score. Um, there is too much talent. You've got to get buckets. Regular season. Look, it'll slow down in the postseason, but man, you still gotta be able to get buckets in a way that I'm not sure the Lakers can. BT, tell me I'm wrong. Defense wins championships, I thought. 
you're wrong. And this is why you're wrong, because at some point during the course of a game, you have to get stops. You sure. Can't you can't rely on the opponent missing shots. You have to affect those shots. And there were a moment. Here's an example. The Clippers scored 77 points in the first half, correct? Yep. And they scored 50 in the second half. The Lakers had an effect on them with their defense pressure and the way they forced the Clippers into taking more difficult shots, of which they made. They still shot over 50% from three-point range, over 50 from the field, but they made it more difficult for them because the defensive principles were a lot better. So you have to get stopped at some point. For 48 sure. minutes, you hear that, oh, we got to pick great for 48 minutes. There has not been one team in the history of the NBA that has played great for all 48 minutes. But there's a moment, a key moment, where you have to do that. And to win a championship, that has to be done. I think I agree with you um, largely. I think my, my point is, is sort of, you know, the Lakers are a team that is constructed um, to get stops. Yes. This is how they're built, right? Like they play, I would say, below average offensive players in most of their lineups um, because in an effort to get defenders out there, right? Jared Vanderbilt, Cam Reddish, um, you know, and they're very good defenders. Um, those types of guys, they are a bottom third defensive Ugh. offensive team they, they are, are a top half defensive team like i think the version of them when they played better basketball earlier this year around the in-season tournament they were a top 10 defensive team now look they might just be just boned totally right like it might not matter offense defense whatever like they may just well, not be good <laughs> enough and then i will say this when cam buddy shoots the ball when jared vanderbilt shoots the ball i cringe i keep wondering is that poor rim going to survive that shot? Because it is going to clank off that backboard and the chances of it going in or the chances of you winning a cooking contest. Neil, not going to happen well, very often. Cameron is just jump shot one I'm best aroma. Saying. I'm just uh, saying. And sometimes right. they go win, sometimes they don't. Sure. But I do cringe. There are ways that those guys can contribute offensively through cutting, yes. through energy, through rebounding. We saw Jared Vanderbilt on the offensive glass. In this game, Cam Reddish um, has made some spot-up shots. He's made some big spot-up shots this season, yes, actually, he but um, he's missed a lot, too. I think um, I want to I want to dig into this because, like, this has been the thing that I've been talking about with people around the league, and it does pertain to the Lakers as they move to this trade deadline, um, kind of just sort of about the types of teams you should try and build now and if we've seen, like, a big shift. So, Dan keep Brad Turner – on YouTube from the LA Times. Um, subscribe. Not just here. Take a dollar out of your wallet, all right? We'll be right back with more Times Lakers show. And we are back. Still here, BT. Both of us. Yes, we are. You and I. Still standing for right now. I'm still standing better than I ever Oh, boy. Did. That's going to get us fired. Well... <laughs> If it wasn't that, it'd be something else. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, all right. So we were talking um, <clears throat> about the Laker offense, right? And kind of, and, and sort of the overall trends. And, and the reason Locked this hit is. me was, and I tried to get into this a little bit in my game story, but it's like, you know, and I asked Darvin about this post game, and I, I don't really think he, he took the bait. But Joel Embiid scored 70 earlier this week. Carl Anthony Towns, I know they lost, but Carl Anthony Towns had over 60. Hey, can I say this, Dan? Can I say this about that? That's yeah. nothing. 
I was there when Kobe Bryant scored 81, 70. Okay. Uh, please, when you get sure. 81, come talk to me. And the Embiid game, Embiid could have had 81 in that game. How about I, I this? He really could have. He really better yet, better yet to Joel Embiid and to Carl Anthony Towns. When you win one NBA championship, holla at your boy. By the way, fun fact that I'm just all happened, that all happened on the anniversary of Kobe's 81 point game. Those those two outputs, which is pretty cool. Yes, it um, did. New Orleans scored 155 points last night. Um, offensive ratings are trending to be the highest that they've ever been in the league. That is true. Um, you know, the rules are such, you hear players talk about this all the time, the rules are such where it is very difficult to defend. Um, talk to anyone who's tried to guard Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and they will tell you about the space that he creates with his physicality. Um, that's right. Uh, that is future potential MVP, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, as predicted here on the Times Laker show, when you accuse me of being high. On drugs. Well, you are, but the future means that anyone could win the NBA MVP award. So, okay. The, it's certainly possible. The future also um, means that Joel Embiid could be the win the MVP award for the second straight year. That is the future. Tomorrow is the future. We, could, we, could, we, could, we should do. Sunday is the future, man. <clears throat> next, next, week, next week, we're getting you on the record. We're going to predict. We're going to do predictions next week. I will come up with a list of topics. You have to predict all of them. Um. The uh, but I think my my general point is is that the Lakers are a team that is gonna be better defensively than they are offensively. Um, I do think that plays better in the playoffs than it does in the regular season. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I I guess I sort of have two questions about their roster construction as they head into the straight line. One, are they even good enough defensively to be a defensive team? Um, you know, I'm not sure. The numbers would say no. Um, we've seen them at times be really really good. Uh, and then I think the second question I have is just sort of like, all right, like, yeah, so that plays better in the regular season. But if you're the eight seed uh-huh. or if you if you have to go through the playing tournament again, by the way, and guess what? Golden State might be there. You, you know what I mean? Like, that's a team that could be waiting for you in that mix. Um, but you have to if you have to go through that grouping again, like you did last year, like, do we... Do you really think that this team can win two rounds to get back to the Western Conference Finals playing defensive? For, like, do they even have that sort of – do they do they have enough? I, I don't think they do as of today. Well, here's the thing, Dan. It doesn't matter what you and I think. Well, it matters what Rob Palenka thinks. The Lakers believe they can do that with this team. As even is. If, as is. It is – not easy to make moves. I must remind fans of that. I've been told that over and over again, it takes two teams to make a deal. Uh, to Sometimes dance. more. You know, yes, exactly. So if you're willing to make a deal with said Atlanta, and said Atlanta says, okay, we're willing to talk to you about a deal, but here's what we want, and you're the Lakers, and you're saying, that's not how we want to do the deal. We want to do can it I a different you, way. Can, so you move on to you? someone else. Can I tell you who the playing teams are as of like this second? Okay. Yes. Sacramento Kings. Uh-huh. The the Dallas Mavericks. Yes. The, the Lakers and the Utah Jazz. That's no Rockets. That's no Warriors. Okay. So like the, the those are those four teams. I mean the Lakers. I feel like haven't beaten the Kings in like years with this sort of like Sabonis so Fox. They they haven't beaten the Kings this season. 
Did they beat them this year? I don't even remember. I I believe they have. I believe okay. every team you mentioned, they they beat, beat them, Dallas. Right? Uh, they and they beat Utah in the in-season tournament home. Okay, so then you get through that and you play the Thunder in the playoffs. I guess you've beaten them twice. Well, there you go. Okay. Well, by doing what? By okay. doing what? By playing defense. Congrats, congratulations. Then you get the winner of Denver Clippers on okay. the second round. Whoever wins that. And by the way. They haven't beat the Nuggets, but have they beat the Clippers twice? So you believe? I, so I watched that last night. I'm not saying I, that. I don't think they could beat them in a playoff series. I am not guaranteeing that at all. But are you saying there's a chance? I'm saying there's a chance. Okay, so I, I think um, heading into this deadline, like I think so. Standing pat, and I don't think though. I don't think standing pat means totally doing nothing, right? Standing Pat may, you know, I've heard, you know, in the last month, like, you know, really actually since December, like the Lakers kicking the tires on like backup centers. Yes. Right. Because like in an effort, because, you know, if they do have to play Denver, okay. they'd like give, a little more. Heft. Give me a name of a backup center, Dan. And the Andre Drummond. Okay. Andre Drummond. Give me another. We'll see you tomorrow. Give me another backup center, Dan. Nick Richards on Charlotte. Okay. Give me one more. I mean, I don't think he's a backup, but like he's a low end starter, Daniel Gafford. Who's he play for? The Washington Wizards. Look at you, Dan. You're all over this, Dan Dwyke. I mean, I would say. I mean, I would say. I of those three names, I've heard two of them. I like Nick Richards. I just threw that out there. That's a guy I think is a a, a good player. Um, but like the um, you know, so you kick the margins on that on, on that type of guy. Um, does that constitute doing something? I yeah. I mean, technically it does. I, I guess for me, it's sort of. The question will be, is do they put what their best asset is? I want to, I want to, I want to do two things. What their best asset is, which is that twenty nine, unprotected pick, totally into play, right? Like I heard it was in play. I heard that that's something that they talked to Atlanta about. Um, you know, and the Hawks kind, of, and the Hawks kind of said we're interested, and then they came back and said we're not interested. Um, we'll see what happens there. Um, it seems like a lot of posturing right now. Um, but I think other than the DeJounte Murray trade, I don't really see it currently a deal that like screams to me, trade that first round pick. Um, I would agree. Which does, which does sort of mean like you're kind of rolling with this group in some ways. Like, you know, maybe it's one player in a couple seconds and you, 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 you get a little bit better. Maybe you, you, you find a more of a specialist and like in terms of a shooter, maybe you're on the bio market a little bit more, but you're not going to change your team uh, materially that way. Um, so I will ask again, Broderick Turner. Yes, sir. The way this team is built, and that is one that is to play defense and first, and and you know get to the playoffs and maybe are they good enough offensively? To get to the playoffs, we have forty more games to go, basically. A little less, but my 37. Answer, 37. My, an- my answer is yes. They are. Right. I, 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 I defer to are. you. I, I think because they have shown that they can be a really good defensive team, and what Darvin Ham has done at times is found ways to match and match his defensive players along with his offensive players. And as you said, 
We know a Cam Reddish is not a great outside shooter. Neither is Jad Vanderbilt, who at times will get his offensive rebounds and get his shot blocked. And to be fair, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, not great defense players. Right, no, they're not. In in terms of balance. But the idea, as you said earlier, of their ways that Cam Reddish and Jad Vanderbilt can score more effectively by cutting, moving. In the case of Jad Vanderbilt, giving the Lakers extra possession like he did against the Clippers with those six offensive rebounds, those things matter. Yeah, he had he had good he had good energy again, and I think he does he matter to that. He does matter to them in a way that I maybe underestimated. I think I, I think um and then we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here in a second, but I think like to me the one thing is is I just I, I we mentioned Cam Reddish and I just look at that player and I, I see a, a a young kid who has tried very hard to be sort of the defensive player the Lakers wanted to be. And BT, man, he's beat up. He's hurt. He gets hurt a lot. Got hurt again last night. And it is hard and physical to defend at a high level the way the Lakers need to to win. Um, I know. It's hard to do that every night in the NBA, um, which is why it'd be nice if you just put the ball in the basket a little bit more. Took some of that physical pressure up. And that's when I wonder if, like, can they do this? you know, the, the 25 times that they need to do it between yes. now and the end of the season to, to move up in the standings, to not be in, uh-huh. you know, this, this play-in thing. It is a By great the way, question. Prolific play-in team. The Lakers, the greatest play-in team ever. 2-0. Undefeated in play-in history. So, there you go. The, the in-season tournament and, and, and the, the, they are the most adaptable team I've ever seen. Speaking of adaptable, we're going to figure it out at the LA Times BT. You and I are going to be uh, with the Lakers on the Grammy trip. Um, you are going to start it. Or well, I'm going to start it. I will tag you in. And then you will yes, tag you will. me in. Yes, and I then, will. And uh, then uh, we will be back next week with more. Like, subscribe, comment, email me, email BT. Um, let us know your questions as we get to the trade deadline. And uh, I don't know. Maybe we should do um, – I'll, I'll have to talk to producer Mark. Maybe How we should about do like this? a trade deadline special. Hold on, Dan. When is the trade deadline? February 9th? 8th? Sixth? Eighth? Eighth? Come on, Dan. Let our fans know February 8th, if I'm not mistaken. Dude, I don't even know what day of the week it is. I know. I know. Okay. So, anyways, I'm going to go get my wits about me. Uh, We will be back next week, someday, sometime, with some things to say. Until then, thank you. Read the Times, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Andrew, we miss you.